Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Welcome to the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jessica Balboni. I'm Robert Nicolesco. And today is January 21st, 2022. That's a real number. It's a real number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow it will be January 22nd, 2022. 122. 22. Oh, yeah. I can't even say it. 22, 2022. <laughs> February will be, will be good. Two, oh, yeah. two, two. Two, two. not like a stephen king thing uh he <laughs> has the date that uh kennedy was shot but yeah, that's yeah. not that no, date that's not that date <laughs> Did they go sorry Mike. sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh oh and i wanted to so there's been a lot of deaths this week it's been a sad sad week but i yeah. wanted to dedicate this episode to um rachel Nagy of uh, the Detroit Cobras. She was my favorite singer. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, RAP. And been, it's been a sad week for me. And then fucking Meatloaf died today. Well, yeah. Brutal. Tri- yeah. yeah. Not good. And Louis and Anderson. Louis, yep. Louis Anderson. So I love man. Louis Anderson. I know. Love it. Ugh. If you're ever listening, anyone listening, uh, watch um, Zach Galifianakis's uh, clown show baskets oh yeah louis anderson plays um he, well he plays uh zach's mom but what he was doing he talked about when he played that character was channeling his own mother and it is and it us like it's incredible he's not louis it's like he becomes like like a real like he's his mom it's it's beautiful yeah. in a, this very strange way and so funny uh, Karen Calgara from uh, My Favorite Murder, the podcast she wrote on that show, and that's oh, okay. how I found out about it. Yeah, it's so. it's very strange and and good, but uh, yeah, Louis Anderson, great comedian, Meatloaf. I mean, bad out of hell. Yeah, 
And yeah, and uh, Rachel of the Detroit Cobras. If you've never heard the Detroit Cobras, they're an amazing uh, garage band, but they, they're technically a cover band, but they take like a really old, like soul uh, R&B cl- like songs that you've never, ever heard in your entire life and mm. uh, cover them, but it, making their own songs really. Uh, but fantastic band. Uh, they will be missed. So, um, but on to happier things, uh, comics. We yeah. Comics are beautiful. Comics here. They're great. They are great. And they will, they're a good escape to, from reality. Yeah. Uh, so we read some stuff this week. Um, something, something about a big green lady. Yeah. Big green lady. Some, superhero teams uh some ex people <laughs> a, a little hairy guy with claws <laughs> yeah so let's start with the big green lady and of course that we could mean only she hulk uh she's back number uh, one number one there were so many variants oh my god of this book uh, but i of course took home the amazing jen bartell cover that was just the main cover and everyone picked up this one mostly except for the people who wanted to buy like all three covers, like yeah. the art germ, this cover, and then like the Adam Hughes cover. I had a lot of people doing that. This so one's iconic. <laughs> yeah, this one's iconic. It pops. It's just mm-hmm. really cool. And then on the first page too, she has like a little fashion picture as well that Jen Bartell did. Jen oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, fashion splash, I'll call it. If no one knows who She-Hulk is, uh, where where have you been? But uh, Jennifer Walters, that's the first time I got her name right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Walters was a shy attorney, good at her job and quiet in life when she was gunned down by, by criminals. A gamma irradiated blood transfusion from her cousin, Dr. Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Incredible Hulk, didn't just give her a second chance of life, but also super strength and bulletproof green skin and unbelievably gorgeous hair. She's the sensational She-Hulk. All right. <laughs> That's from the inside cover. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when I read that, I was just like, really, guys? <laughs> you had to throw in the hair thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did they do that for any of the other comics or characters? Like, no. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> but I mean, she does have great hair. She does have gorgeous hair. But, like, <laughs> but yes. She's the lady character. Let's make sure we point out her gorgeous hair. All right. (laughs) And fashion and talk about all that stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. but it's still very fun. Yeah, it is fun. (laughs) Sure. So uh, she's had quite a few books in the past uh, few years. Um, None of them have lasted very long. Uh, The Charles Soule book was my favorite. Um, Yeah when she was just a superhero lawyer and she wasn't changing. She was just like, I'm going to be green. I'm going to be green. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to defend superheroes and supervillains. <laughs> like I'm just going to hang out in New York. Uh, but yeah. now she's changing back to human again. Um, the last series, uh, it was just called Hulk, which people were real mad about. <laughs> uh, that was the Mariko Tamaki series. Oh, and it was just called Hulk. It was just it, called Hulk. No, she. And yeah, yeah, that pissed people off. They're like, but uh, she's a girl. Gotta have she in the title. She's not. Totally. Old. Yeah. Yeah. They would have preferred just she. Yeah. <laughs> right. They would. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And she was changing into like a gray Hulk in that one. Because she was, whenever she got scared, 
not angry. Remember, she's a girl. She oh, scared. Scared. <laughs> yeah. She was transforming. But you know, let's just call it Walters. <laughs> like like Don Carter. Yeah. I mean, Banner, he's gotten his own Banner, you know. Um, but Not good, though. Maybe. I don't know. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. It's just Bruce. There's a couple of those. Yep. Doesn't work. No. Um, but yeah, she, she uh, will basically immediately meets uh, Titania. Mm-hmm. Mary McFerrin. Also, former supervillain, it says she's uh, got gotten better, I guess. She's no longer bad, but yet she still wants to fight. She needs to get her kicks out somehow. Yeah. Also very fashionable. Looking yeah, I like the this... 90s, early 90s, late 80s looking. I like the spikes. I like the spikes. I like the belt. She's uh, got like a pink leopard print low cut top on. Uh, pretty metal actually <laughs> pretty hair metal yeah and it looks like her boots and her belt are like uh super villain attire and then everything else is just like normal clothes like cool clothes yeah or she's going to a guar show yeah oh definitely those are sweet guar boots <laughs> maybe she's trying out for guar later i, I hope yeah. i mean they need big awesome. people yeah be an awesome gig for her <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah they have a they just have a fight i mean it's just this is marvel comics and they have a a big old fight you know and they talk while they're doing it yeah i mean that's a very she hulk thing to do uh either breaking the fourth wall or just talk while you're fighting yeah Uh, so so yeah they, they they battle it out in the streets i do also appreciate uh so she hulk's like down on her luck right uh she's not a lawyer anymore she's lost her job she's just like she needs a she needs a new like a new job and she's going for an interview later so she like takes off her only suit that she has left like before she battles yeah. <laughs> she's gonna no she's not just gonna transform so she doesn't want to ruin her clothes they're <laughs> so always eradi- eradicating their wardrobes like yeah. constantly especially the hulks oh yeah all the time i mean pretty much all of the superheroes like you know you're gonna fight you're probably gonna get like hit with lasers or not iron man no he, except he, for okay well he, he wears like tuxedos <laughs> i know he wears like tuxedos and then steps into his suit it's right. like well, okay guy yeah. <laughs> any of the billionaire superheroes it doesn't matter yeah. they have so much money but like the regular like daredevil or like any of like the street level superheroes luke cage like like oh yeah how do they have money to like replace all of these suits i guess I they're know. not a lawyer like but he's never been like a rich lawyer no, he's not doing it right. No. He's too good. He's too nice. <laughs> yeah, he's not like robbing hood like Robin Hooding it. Yeah, around and like stealing money to like pay for all of his clothes. Yeah, that'd be crazy if they made Matt, made, made Matt Murdock a criminal defense lawyer. He's like, it's just a job. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly like, Kingpin's like paying loose morals. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh I, I do think in the Shield comic, it's like weird that it's like basically enough with the like random fights. Let's just agree to fight. Yeah. Like, let's just have a fight club. Yeah. They're just like, they need to get it out of their system. <laughs> but they're still like destroying lots of property. Like, yeah. 
I, I just it's just funny like that it's like marvel comics changing with the time like it's like they're not going to just keep doing the random fights they want to fight each other right it's empowering it's fun <laughs> yeah but let's also maybe not destroy all of new york city in the process <laughs> yeah exactly this is like, we pay for post. this yeah who's paying for this city yeah. Um, so yeah then they like have a little chat about what's been going on in their lives kind of fun um and the titania actually feels bad for chi hulk uh but then they're at the end of the battle they're like all right well see you around like next time until next time <laughs> yeah until we meet uh you know at a park or something at night to to brawl each other yeah uh so then she uh gets uh, jennifer like runs she's like oh my god i'm gonna be late she really needs this job uh she makes it uh, to Mallory Brooke, who's apparently the best lawyer in New York, also former Miss Utah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pretty going around in this in this comic. I guess that is true. Yeah. You're pretty and smart. Yes. That's this how is... you make it in this world, Robert. It's about glamour. It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is fine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. And now we're talking about it and I'm like, huh. They're yeah, they're assuming a lot. I had some issues for sure, yeah, uh, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, she gets this job. Uh, cool. And In a closet. She, yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> then she she uh, goes to see Janet Van Dyne, who is uh, has an this apartment is, for her. This is great, though. I love the description of Janet Van Dyne. Janet Van Dyne, wasp, former everything current everything an icon i laughed yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah she like she she were she was the avengers captain like so long it's like nobody ever like talks about you know the wasp no they don't and i, I feel like wasp is having a comeback maybe she'll yeah <laughs> i hope so i, I hope, hope so too nobody talks about her enough yeah uh, i will say i really enjoyed the art in this book too i thought the layouts were really good um though yeah. the the word bubbles could have used some improvement but besides that i really enjoyed the art <laughs> yeah it's very very lush uh mm -hmm. i want to be in this apartment yes she has like the <laughs> most beautiful new york city apartment that she just kind of like forgot about i guess because yeah. <laughs> she's rich she's super she's rich, so rich. <laughs> she has like fashion money and like you know all that divorce money from oh, like yeah. the pim particles and stuff you know <laughs> Uh, so it's good also to be a superhero and have rich superhero friends because yes. down on your luck, you can at least get somewhere to live and it'll with, be something like this. <laughs> with walk-in closets, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, she also has, she's lived here before, so she has this giant walk-in closet just full of all of her clothes. Which she proceeds to rip. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because she has so many. So like, why was she ever worried? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, we're going to just spoil this because why not? Uh, you know, this is a total setup issue number one. Yeah. Um, and I want to get into what happens with this character that we haven't seen in a really long time. Absolutely. So Jack of Hearts just suddenly appears uh, in the bedroom? Living he room. like. Somewhere. Bursts bursts through the door. It looks like the door is open behind him. Okay. 
Well, he just appears out of nowhere. Jack of Hearts has been dead for a long time in the Marvel universe. Since Avengers disassembled, right? Yeah, since it's assembled. Um, so if you don't know who Jack of Hearts is, that's okay. Not a lot of people do. No. <laughs> Some uh, wish they didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he actually first appeared in the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Oh, uh, cool. Like number 22 in 1976. And then he started his own like four issue miniseries. Uh, then he was like a regular character in Iron Man for a while. Um, that four issue miniseries is terrible too, by the way. We have like a million copies upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're interested, like please come by and uh, pick up those. Maybe maybe he'll be in the She Hulk show. Ooh, <laughs> spoilers! They do have to reinvent that guy. Otherwise, just leave him alone forever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's got like a very weird set of powers too, which like, so he created this like Jack of Hearts suit to contain his powers, but why did it have to look like a playing card? They don't ever explain <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, it was, it's the design. It, I mean, yeah. you know, that that's where these heroes fall short. It would be like, I remember seeing him as like a kid with like the lineup of the Avengers and it's like, cool. Iron Man and she like I think she Hulk was in the Avengers at that time <laughs> and then him yeah. and it's like uh, okay like <laughs> it, it was like you know hard? 10 years before where so like is just Quasar in the team now like <laughs> no like these other ones are cool <laughs> yeah um and so a little uh synopsis of like how she Hulk and Jack of Hearts met so like they were around each other like you said they were in the same team together and uh Jack of Hearts who has the ability to absorb radiation um that's oh. around him leads to she Hulk being unable to control her changes so that's actually how that happened so she just ended up being green all the time um and then that resulted into her tearing the vision in half right of course but then it was revealed that all of those events were actually caused by Scarlet Witch. <laughs> oh, well, okay. It was, it was her fault. Thanks, not, Wanda. Not She-Hulk's fault. Um, but She-Hulk was still stuck that way. And so she was really afraid, um, became really paranoid and full of rage. And she was like really scared to be around Jack of Hearts after that. So. Well, and then he died. And then he died. So it didn't matter. <laughs> when, about, about when she tore the vision apart because it was all about yeah. it was all in that disassembled where brian michael bendis came on to the avengers and then i mean shook everything up completely right so it's kind of interesting that they're bringing him back for this because she's like starting to get her life back together and you know she can change back and forth now at will and now he's bringing him back and just kind of probably blow everything up yeah yeah i like that that's cool it was a good little twist. Um, yeah. I did not expect that or anything. So Me that either. was cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. I don't think we mentioned it uh, at the beginning, though, but uh, Rainbow Roel. Oh, yeah. The writer. Mm -hmm. uh, apologies. Roger Antonio is the artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rico Renzi, the color artist. Right. Yep. Yeah, good team. Uh, I'm definitely on board for more. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. All right, uh, moving on to DC. To, to DC. Speaking of Brian Michael Bendis and right. the disassembled. Oh, good Lord. Okay, so this is a limited series from DC. 
Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. So it's more like Justice League and the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like not really a versus thing. Not, not yet. Not yet. Sure. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know why they're fighting. Why? Stop the fighting. Stop the fighting. Let's just be a team. Fight okay. bad guys. Well, you you know why they have all the superheroes keep fighting each other because they keep making villains into good guys. Right. <laughs> like, True. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Then who do they fight? I don't know. <laughs> the future good guys. They don't know each other yet. They're from the 51st century. Um. So this is kind of after the success of Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Legion of Superhero series that came out two years ago, last year. Well, mm-hmm. with Ryan Sook, that series um, where he made the Gold Lanterns, Woo. Oh. <laughs> the Gold Lanterns with uh, their powers of happiness and joy. You have to be the most happy and the most joyous to be a Gold Lantern. Yeah. Doesn't this really is- make sense, but with the gold because you think with like the yellow and the orange like that i don't know well it's the shiny version of yellow which is fear so the shiny version it's the opposite i guess (laughs) (laughs) i don't know know. when i looked it up the internet was real mad about it oh no oh Oh. no it can't be possible this (laughs) he's doubling down then because this is the gold lantern saga part one Mm-hmm. It's all it's, so yeah, going to be all about the gold lantern, I guess. Um, I, I don't care either way. Do whatever color you want and name whatever <laughs> attributes you want around it. Doesn't matter. It's oh yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to run out of colors though. I'll tell you. Because <laughs> Spec- the spectrum lanterns. The spectrum. You heard lanterns. it here first. All the all right. Yeah, you heard it here first. The, I, I'll expect my check. DC. <laughs> You're copywriting it from DC. Oh, yeah. The Spectrum <laughs> Lanterns. The Spectrum Lanterns possess all the powers of all the lanterns. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> anyway, uh, right. it's a uh, mess. It's kind of like a lot going on. It's yeah, it's a lot to pull off. But I mean, it's 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 Brian Michael Bendis, right? He like loves big cast of characters. Right. He loves them talking to each other, bouncing characters off one another yeah so basically i have a little a little synopsis like beginning in the 31st century justice league versus the legion of superheroes follows the gold lantern and his fellow heroes as they celebrate a victory for the legion when they're interrupted by a mysterious great darkness that results in the disappearance of one third of triplicate girl oh no (laughs) where did she go Uh, Back in the 21st century, the Justice League has a similar experience that culminates in the appearance of an aging triplicate girl. There she is. Uh, John Kent helps the Legion travel back in time and the two teams attempt to get to the bottom of a mysterious new threat. All right. So the basics of what happens in it. So, yeah, I think like Bendis does do a pretty good job of uh, like keeping like the playful tones, you know, of both the teams. And though I thought it was a little weird, like, so in the beginning we get all of like the Legion uh, and then they jump over to the Justice League, but they, he introduces all of the Justice League. Like we don't know who the Justice League characters are, but they don't introduce any of the Legion. Yeah. (laughs) Which has a bunch of new characters too. It's not like, like some of it's old Legion characters, but some of them are newer. And I'm like, who are these people? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is. I didn't think about that. 
Yeah, I thought that was a little interesting. That and there's a lot more Legion characters than there are Justice League characters. There's too. so many. I mean, yeah. most of them don't even do anything in this issue yet. They're just like in the background. Yeah. I was like, why can't we know all of their names? Is it biased? I don't know. <laughs> it's very bouncy. The whole issue is very fun and bouncy, I guess. Yeah. But it yeah, it was hard, I think, for the artists too. Oh, by the way, let's uh, do that real quick. So it's, yeah, Brian Michael Bendis and Gwadelski. What is your, uh, Scott Godlewski. Scott Godlewski, yeah. Godlewski, yeah. And colors by Ryan Cody. Letters by Dave Sharp. And he had a big job ahead of him. I think he did, actually, that the letterer did a great job. Yeah. Keeping up with everything. Oh, it flows. The The reading flows very well, actually, for all the word balloons. Like, there are some double-page splashes with, like, like i don't know a dozen word balloons you oh, know like all more over the than place a dozen like the yeah. centerfold is insane <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, there's like 40 balloons on that page um, yeah the banter you know the, yeah. it's it's why you get a brian michael bendis comic and they're not he just he's rapid fire they're not all gonna land no. and they don't need to because you're already on to the next little quip you know it, it mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, it works. It works for what it is. You know, it's, it's nothing revelatory or anything like that, you know, but uh, it, it does work. Yeah, it, it just it was it was a struggle, I thought, at some parts, for sure. Um, yes. Like that, the centerfold, that double page spread, it was that was a struggle to get through with all the little conversations. And I got where he was going through. So basically, it's a, a double page spread of all of the characters. So once they like culminate together. Um, so basically John Kent brings over the legion of superheroes to, uh, to our world, to the 21st century from the 31st century. And they're all having little conversations about what's happening. Um, like every single character is having a little conversation Mm -hmm. and it is, uh, hard to follow at some points for sure. And I'm not sure if that needed to happen, but it's fun. You know, I get where he was going with it. It's just a little messy. That's all. It would uh, it, it's a scene that would have worked better in like an animation or something Absolutely. When you, with quick, quick cuts, and, you know, like just really fast shot on this person. What the blah, blah, blah. Like and then next on to the next. Funny you would say that because there's going to be a Legion of Ser- Superheroes animation based off of Brian Michael Mendes's and uh, wow. uh, Ryan Stook series. So okay. he might be thinking that, you know, ahead of time, too. I'm actually very interested. I, I yeah. think the characters it's it's a lot of fun there's so much potential there yeah for fun and just for like i mean it's the 31st century or 51st century like who cares what happens like (laughs) you know like do anything awesome right um so yeah and and i think the colorist does a really good job too um you know showing like the nebulous or whatever that darkness like coming through as well um so you really could see like the difference um on each panel um of that like yeah taking over the justice league it works it yeah just, maybe needs to be a little cleaned up but it's brian michael bendis so it probably won't be <laughs> i liked uh <laughs> i liked triplicate girl being split up and then one portion of her aging and then yeah. i really liked the discussion when she's like kind of arguing with herself mm-hmm. where it's like oh you're old we're 17 like what happens if we merge together are we gonna like 
have the average age or like yeah. what's gonna happen yeah and they're like if we do it again and she's like no when yeah it's like what are you talking about you're not gonna not merge with me and they're kind of just like i mean they're 17 year old girls they're kind of like ew i don't want to yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was one of my favorite parts actually because I, I love triplicate girl too i love the legion of superheroes they're actually like one of my favorite um groups it's a hard they're a hard cast to write i think so we'll, we'll hopefully see this this animation yes i know I i'm excited for that I, that that might be the exact thing that they need to sort of be like, because, you know, I've read them, the stories here and there, but I don't know the personnel. Like, I don't know what Lightning Lad is like. <laughs> I don't know, you know. What about Bouncing Boy? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what Matt, if Matter Eater like is the brooding one or it, like, is he the one that makes jokes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. they need that. They need the like kind of archetypal ones, versions. Okay. Yeah. So that then when I read the comics, I know them. Yeah. Well, luckily people have been slowly introduced to them in Supergirl, which is great. Um, the show. So like, you know, Brainiac 5 is in Supergirl and um, and John and uh, Monel. And they've had quite a few Legion characters now. So uh, oh, okay. I think people will be really interested in the animation, too. Definitely. And Superboy showing up and yeah, mm -hmm. having it not be like young Clark, but but John. Like yeah. that that's cool. And then tying it to, you know, he'll be a supporting character, I'm sure, in some capacity, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, yeah, right. that that was Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, but they were just friends in this one. Yeah, they're totally friends. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, honestly, good kids comic. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what and we need more of that, like something you can give kids. And it's not going to be scary or anything like that. So no, yeah, that it, I like that that exists. It might not necessarily be like exactly for me, but like that would be a great comic to give an uh, an eight year old. Yeah, here's one I would not give a kid, no. uh, an eight year old, <laughs> fourteen year old. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, X Lives of Wolverine, which is going to coincide with the many deaths of Wolverine. No, that's the many deaths of Layla Star. <laughs> The yeah it, yeah <laughs> it, yeah i, I kind of i'm like we should have covered x deaths that sounds cool but well, uh not out yet <laughs> this is going to be a weekly comic x deaths and then x lives and the next deaths and the next lives yeah, every that's in week the back, i think it says like when they're coming out um yeah crazy like x lives this week next week is x deaths and then yeah that's exactly what's going to happen so fun <laughs> okay uh so this is by benjamin percy and hold on okay benjamin percy joshua cassara frank martin and then lettered by vcs and Corey petite and then tom muller is doing the design as always uh it has the same design you know as all the hickman stuff i guess x-men comics are just gonna like look like this forever until they <laughs> revamp oh. them again <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'm hoping for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Wolverine has gone by many different names and lived many different lives in the course of his long existence, armed with a mutant healing ability and a set of retractable claws. He's the best there is at, or sorry, he's the best there is at what he does. And what he does isn't very nice, but he'll do whatever it takes to protect those he cares about. 
they already knew that whole part, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the best at what he does, that line. Yeah. You can't uh, you can't say it's straight faced anymore. No, you can't. <laughs> I, I I need to point out the the opening of yeah. this because maybe I'm just like, you know, uncultured or something, but like he says the watch is broken and that's why I'm using it. <laughs> and <laughs> and then so he's just staring at this like super old pocket watch which i'm sure has some history significance to him i don't know he it was captain america's watch he gave it to me in world war ii i don't know but it's, he's looking at a broken watch waiting for something like right. making this big poignant statement about like digital clocks being fake yeah but he has a broken watch and i'm like am i missing something like I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I I felt the same way. It looks nice, but I mean, nice. was he just being fancy? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well. <laughs> but then Cyclops. He's just like on a beach, staring at the ocean, and then Cyclops. Or I mean, that's Professor X. That's Professor X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he shows up, and then uh, he's like, "It's time." Right. And then we go back in time to mm -hmm. uh. I don't know what the the 30s i don't know the, earlier than that right <laughs> well it's one perfect it's professor x being born i don't know how old he's supposed to be yeah i guess that's true i don't know it, he looks sure we'll say 30s <laughs> i don't know it, they're rich so it doesn't really like matter they have a castle <laughs> i'm like they have like lanterns in their house so. <laughs> yeah i don't know but they're it's old money i don't know <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> we got Mrs. Xavier in bed, and then uh, sh she's she's giving birth. You yes. know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, she's giving birth, but having a real hard time of it. Um, so I'm not sure, like where or like how, like he's just trying to save every. He's trying to save Professor X. That's what the story. Yeah. Is. That's where it's going, and Omega Red. <clears throat> is there to uh, murder Professor X. So my biggest problem with this book is, was I supposed to read all of the other X-Men books <laughs> before yeah, I read this to know what was happening in this one? Because if so, I didn't do that and I'm very confused. <laughs> it does seem like a lot of the X-Books are repeating that sort of like, because they're successful, they're able to kind of create their own little thing. And it does make them kind of impenetrable if you're not starting from the beginning and going through the whole thing. Even when they're launching number ones, it's not a number one. This is part 95. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so like, and like what's going to happen in the death of Wolverine one? Is he going to be saving his own self for... <laughs> Or is I'm he not saving sure another that, yeah. character? Uh, so yeah, I felt like this was kind of like the biggest mess. If I and I, I felt kind of cheated, even though the art is amazing. Uh, really, cool. it was like a cool battle scene with Omega Red because he's uh, one of the biggest jerks in the Marvel universe um, for mutants, anyways. Oh, there's some great like yeah yeah. There's I, I think I have a, a lot of affinity for Omega Red. You know that that '90s character. Oh, yeah um Created and there's John some Byrne and jim lee yeah there's great stuff here like him uh the, the colors and everything i think the colors in this issue are really good 
Um, but there's, I don't know, cool shots of him, which it's nice to see him, but yeah, he's like floating around through people possessing people through time or something, which I don't really know. Could he do anything like that before? Was he like, yeah, I think so. I think that's part of his deal. Well, so he's a strong, one of the stronger mutants. Uh, so, oh wait, real so real quick, I just want to get into this. So basically, they say Logan must travel to various points in time to prevent the death of a key figure in mutant history. But these lives are only one side of the story. So I guess yeah, he's gonna go around jumping around in history to save people's lives. But why does he have to do that? I don't know. <laughs> is the question. All right. <laughs> Marvel are, plot. And everyone's saying. Uh, it's the most epic Wolverine story ever told. That's I was like, um, oh, <laughs> and then other yeah. people are saying, why is this happening? <laughs> that's that's mostly. <laughs> the... <laughs> we'll get there. We'll the see. <laughs> we'll see how epic it is, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, basically the gist of this issue is Professor X and Cassandra, his sister, who's a stillborn right but yes. we know who is not dead um yes it's their birth the day of their birth and omega red shows up he possesses the uh like gardener who's able to like i don't know he like can turn people's bodies like where do the claw the the, the sp- spinal column tentacles come from Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he possesses the gardener who like l- throws some hedge clippers like Cropsy from the burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> but he keeps like jumping around, possessing different people in the house, trying to kill, you know, Pro- Professor Xavier's mom. And then right. Wolverine of the time. So he has the bone claws because this is pre uh, yeah. Weapon X program. It's, yeah, obviously it's pre Weapon X. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't him. really understand why. Okay, so if he's jumping around in time, why is he that Wolverine? Like, why isn't like they're sending oh. him back? You know what I mean? Because he's possessing the Wolverine at the time, I think. Oh, okay. Because it's Gene. Gene is the one doing this whole thing. Oh, that's right. Okay, that makes more sense. Got so, it. yeah, she just sent his consciousness back, just like in uh, what Days of Future Past or whatever. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, it is confusing. <laughs> well, Days of Future Past, they actually go there, right? I don't even know. Okay. I meant the movie, like okay. in the movie. I <laughs> got it. It's a different story, and they send Kitty back or so. I don't know. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> X stuff. Then, all right. <laughs> We're professionals, and X- this is confusing. It is. Uh, okay, so on Omega Red, the Soviet government implanted a retractable carbonadium tentacle within each of omega red's arms yeah so i don't know why he has one suddenly on his back (laughs) but like he can possess people and then they have the claws too crazy i guess (laughs) it's like not possession it's something else then yeah he's like a virus here it just says high level intellect regeneration carbonadium retractable tentacles housed within each arm life force absorption ability to secrete pheromones that result in sickness and death it doesn't say anything <laughs> about the possession well 
like a 90s comic. Right. None of that matters. None of it Does matters. it look cool? That, it does that, look cool. Yeah, that's, that's what these are like mildly better written, uh, maybe significantly better written, but <laughs> it's still a mess, but it looks cool. And I it guess that's cool. what Omega Red comics are like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it does say, okay, so why Omega Red? We didn't talk about that at all. Why is he trying to kill Professor X? So um, in Krakoa, there are, they have like the X-Force is like controlling certain mutants that they don't want to regenerate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Omega Red is one of those mutants that they're like, yeah, he is real bad. We don't want him <laughs> to come back, you know? Yeah. Or if he does come back, we're going to actually take certain things out of him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, and then he was, he figured this out. Uh and figured out a way to combat that. And that's how he was able to, um, yeah, go back in time and try to kill Professor X. Yeah, because he doesn't, yeah. I mean, I guess understandable from his point of view, mm-hmm. if you want to be a psychopath. Right. <laughs> but I thought that part was cool. And I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get where they're going with that. So I'm going to guess there's going to be other mutants popping up too, maybe that also want to fight against this. Like they shouldn't be playing God, right? If they have the powers of God, like Professor X and their little X-Force team. It's a great conceit because then it it literally positions all the worst bad guys as the ones who are going to want the most revenge. Right, of course. So that's a cool setup at least. Yeah. Um. You want to talk about the, what this last, or it's not a last page, but uh, there's like a, a Russian uh, Doctor Strange. Is this yeah. a? Mm-hmm. I was uh, very confused about that. I was like, is that Doctor Strange? Isn't he dead? What's happening right now? He's not a mutant. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And does he know Russian? Because this guy does. I mean, Doctor Strange probably knows every language. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess yeah, there's a spell like a for that. face, right? So maybe this is just like the evil Doctor Strange that's like hanging around because like there's there is an evil dark Doctor Strange. Yeah, maybe because that's the whole strange thing, right? Isn't mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch going to play like three versions of Doctor Strange in the movie? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange just died recently in the comics, too. And now there's like a dark Doctor Strange and so maybe he's the dark Doctor Strange. That was my Russian. guess anyways. Or Russian. Yeah, Russian dark <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, who, who knows? With multiverses, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> that was my guess. <laughs> and there's all this dark web chatter. We still get our, you know, classic Hickman pages with yeah. chatter I, on it. Kremlin statements. <laughs> d- denial. Two weeks. Refusal to comment. One exactly. week. Official, official public statement from Kremlin. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Fun cool. comics. Fun. Fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, still, it looks good. There's they're definitely going for the '90s stuff, right? Because like the second adventure Wolverine gets sent on is uh, I don't remember this dude's name, but isn't that it's like when there is Sabretooth there, and then that other guy with the like. Oh, it's the Rob Liefeld. Uh, yeah, De- Deathlock. I don't know. <laughs> Wanna yeah. Death clock. <laughs> They're definitely going for the 90s stuff though. Sending him on another adventure with that. Uh and yeah, we really don't know. It's it is kind of a mess. I mean, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it just it did look pretty cool and I don't know I didn't hate it or anything like that I was just kind of like wanting to know what was going on yes absolutely <laughs> well I'll check out the the ex deaths of Wolverine and see what happens in there I guess <laughs> figure yeah. out if I can actually read this cohesively or if it's just all garbled because <laughs> I haven't been following X-Men enough. <laughs> yeah, don't jump on with this one, kids. Yeah, if you haven't been reading X-Men at all, maybe not the book for you. Just a quick break here to remind you that Escapist Comics podcast is brought to you by Escapist Comics Bookstore located at 3090 Claremont Avenue in Berkeley, California, 94705. The music we played at the beginning of today's show was the aforementioned Detroit Cobras. And as always, any information attained on today's episode was researched with the help of Wikipedia, CBR, Screen Rant, and IMDb. Now back to the show. All right. And now, now let's uh let's head upstairs. Head upstairs. Welcome to the attic, kids. Our <laughs> new I guess I can't say weekly, bi-weekly. Episodically. Uh, mm-hmm. And what do we have this week, Robert? To This week, we're going to be talking about Avengers no- number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> written by Stan Lee, uh, drawn by Don Heck, inked by Dick Ayers and Art Simic, letterer. Um, this is the first issue of the Avengers uh, without Jack Kirby on the book. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, the previous issue was number eight where uh, Kang was introduced. Mm-hmm. And then um, now with number nine, yeah, Don Heck takes over. Uh, Don Heck gets a lot of hate. I think this issue looks good. Uh, I, I have seen bad Don Heck comics, but yeah. I do like this one. Um, I, I, I think Dick, Dick Ayers makes it look pretty good. Well, yeah, Dick Harris is a great inker. Luckily, Don Heck didn't ink his own book. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> he would ink a lot of his own stuff, too. Um, though I like, you know, a lot of people hate Don Heck's uh, Iron Man. And I actually like that Iron Man suit, you know, with the, the horns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wh- so. Why not? Just yeah. have fun, guys. Stop being yeah. so serious. Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. Uh, so we open uh, with a full page splash of Captain America facing off against Baron Zemo, the Nazi super scientist. This yeah. is not the Marvel Cinematic Zemo. This is, we don't like this Zemo. Um, <laughs> but then we turn the page and really realize it was a hallucination Captain America was having. Pretty dark. And also I thought a pretty cool opening, like the, the opening splash is, you know, and hallucination inside the mind of, uh, you know, Captain America against his hated villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they were banished in like issue seven to another dimension. Uh, then it, it was uh, Zemo, the Enchantress and the Executioner. Um, and she cast a spell to bring them the, to Earth. This is 60s comics, kids. This stuff is yeah. wild. So like, <laughs> I, I keep like trying to explain it like the other stuff. I'm just going to go for it. Like, uh, so they're in the Amazon and Zemo took over a, some sacred temples and turned them into his jungle kingdom because, you know, Nazis hid in South America after the war, right? Um, right? They go, so from there, they go to New York and find Simon Williams, who is an inventor. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be reading here from the... Uh, official 
uh, handbook of the Marvel Universe from the 80s. Cool. <laughs> um, so this is the uh, preface, like this, the backstory uh, for Simon Williams, which is not in this issue at all. <laughs> so sign written afterwards <laughs> yeah i mean but it, but it does uh sort of all tie in together pretty well um so simon was the younger of two sons of sanford williams an industrialist who founded a highly su successful munitions factory called williams innovations because you know everybody in the 60s was an inventor right <laughs> a rich industrialist <laughs> yes yes um when his older brother eric declined his father's offer to join the family firm simon the more studious of the two accepted and then when sanford died simon inherited full control over the business at the age of 22 mm -hmm. um under his inexperienced management the company began to lose its competitive edge against uh growing firms such as stark industries mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so desperately, Simon sought his brother's aid, and his brother advised him to embezzle money from the company. Oh, not, a good, not a good, uh, not a good advice there. <laughs> no, not great, Eric. And it's like you do it. <laughs> of course, uh, it's Eric. <laughs> well, he is the Grim Reaper, which that, right. that is also not in this issue. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I also think I I, I remember from an old wonder man comic where his brother burned the garage down when they were kids so pro problem kid i don't know why his dad asked him to join the firm but seemed like simon's well, the know. better choice old, old money <laughs> yeah um so then it was uh to get money for a uh a crime syndicate racket that uh eric was caught up in and uh, desperate to save his father's business, Simon did as his brother suggested, and he was caught and brought facing prison, sen prison sentence. This is when Zemo and the Enchantress encounter Simon. Right. And that was Baron, Baron Heinrich, right? Baron Heinrich and Zemo and Enchantress. Oh, uh, no, no, the oh, Executioner. Oh, okay. Executioner. Um, so... They, they find this guy and uh, convince him to come with them um, and they can make him rich and get him off of his, you know, criminal from going to prison. They bombard him with uh, ionic rays and he mm -hmm. turns basically just the most super powered superhero at the time. Like, you know, he can like go toe to toe with Thor. This is pre like all these escalating power levels. So at the time in the early Marvel Universe, this guy's probably the most powerful right um and then zemo gives him the corny name of wonder man to allow him to join the avengers which i think simon cool guy should have dropped the name <laughs> a evil nazi gave that you gave that name to you <laughs> right <laughs> like <Well>. i think <laughs> he'd be a great character without the name wonder man I what love the name have been. Can you think of a better, a better name for Wonder Man? No. Ionic Man. Yeah, Ionic <laughs> Man is way better. It is right. <laughs> or just Ionic, whatever. Well, that, yeah, that's good. I like that. Just keep it simple. No man. <laughs> Ion. I don't know. All of those are better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they they he uh, so he gives him the corny name, but he doesn't tell him that the uh, process it requires him to take an antidote every few days or he yeah. will die as that serum mm -hmm. yeah so they stage a battle with the avengers um and wonder man 
like comes in. It's like, it was like a, like a wrestling match or something where it's like they stage it. And then Wonder Man comes in because he has this whole backstory of how Zemo captured him and forced all him to undergo these experiments and all this stuff. Um, but eventually he gets friendly with the Avengers and kidnaps the wasp, uh, takes her to the jungle base and then radios the Avengers for help, pretending that he was captured with the wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, the trap is sprung. The masters of evil combined with wonder man are able to defeat the Avengers. Like they beat them. They're done. They're done. It's over, but Zemo's going to kill them. So Simon steps in and saves them and dying himself. Boo. (laughs) One and done. He's over. For years, for like 20 years, he didn't show up. But during that, didn't Hank Pym record his brainwaves? Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. (laughs) Setting up a very interesting future love triangle. Oh, yeah. It's like the (laughs) the woman I love is in love with an android with my brainwave patterns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Weird. Super weird. Comics. Later. (laughs) Yeah, we get the whole Scarlet Witch thing, too, which is even stranger. But yeah, uh, all in all, I thought this was a it's a rip roaring uh, issue of uh, classic comics like for that era. Um, shout out to uh, one of our listeners and customers, Gordon. Yeah, uh, he's a Wonder Man fan. So <laughs> he is a Wonder Man fan. And did, wait, did he buy that one? No, I think we actually sold it online. Or maybe. He, yeah, he sold. We sold that one online. We recently had this issue in store. Yeah, um, I thought about it. I yes, thought about I know it. You thought about it, but it's definitely gone up in price recently. So <laughs> I believe it. And I'm sure he's going to show up in. I, I think there's a lot of potential there. They just have to like crack the code. But like the whole idea of one of the Avengers being like they haven't done that story yet. You know, no, I, mean? I mean, I really thought that was going to be in uh, in the Scarlet Witch, uh, the Vi- Vision and Scarlet Witch show. Yeah. Um, but. They did not, because it was in the comic, right? In the Tom King Vision comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the was it Grim Reaper that shows up in the comic, I believe? And then gets I believe murdered. So. Yeah. And then they, <laughs> and then the Vision's wife murders him in the backyard and buries his body <laughs> in yeah. the backyard and then doesn't tell him. And it's, it's so good, you know, but they didn't, you know, obviously they changed it and the Vision doesn't have his own Android family which I think they have to do in another season. I would hope. I, I think WandaVision should have gone way more bonkers with it. Like, oh yeah. The image in my mind that I wanted so badly, like so badly is Ultron sitting at the, the dining room table with them mm-hmm. because it's his dad. Right. Like, so yeah. it's like my dad's over for dinner and it's a classic sitcom where it's like, I wish this guy wasn't here yeah <laughs> like dad sucks <laughs> but it's ultron you know like that just that would have been like a million chef's kiss but uh yeah well or they could have just done the tom king series instead but they without scarlet witch you know or yeah. she still could have been the wife too and they could have had android children or you know and she still could have killed grim reaper and buried him in the backyard too without vision <laughs> knowing it would have been hilarious <laughs> and the dog picks him up you know <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll see. see maybe all of this will be in uh, doctor strange maybe probably not probably not, probably not. <laughs> there's too many other things that are going to have to happen in that movie a lot going on yeah absolutely uh, but yeah 
that uh classic comics it's fun it's 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 a weird shift to read new comics and then read old ones uh oh, you just absolutely. can't can't read them the same way no <laughs> and there's a lot more words <laughs> yeah um yeah cool what will we read next maybe not a superhero comic maybe we'll read an old crime comic because that's what i want to do yeah it's your pick next time we're uh we're going to be switching back and forth for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we actually had a woman that came to the store the other day and she was looking for World War II comics for kids. So obviously I gave her the Nathan Hale book and then she comes back up with a frontline comics or frontline combat, excuse me. And she's like, <laughs> is this one okay? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. For an eight-year-old. And I was like, I mean, back in the 50s, it was <laughs> sort of. Yeah. But I don't think you want to give that to your eight-year-old. There's a lot of questions in there, but also <laughs> how cool would that eight-year-old like be? You know, they're like the eight-year-old that read Frontline Combat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it to school though, to get suspended, like because of all the racial issues and that. Yeah. Uh, probably a better, probably a better, better bet. Nathan Hale's probably a better bet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get to some news news time there is a lot of news this week so first obviously let's just get to moon Knight because that was like the big breakout uh hit of this week uh nobody knew who he was and now everyone is coming to the store and asking about it of course yeah um so yeah the big trailer there was actually a trailer for the trailer before it dropped like the mm-hmm. day before it was crazy the extra hype mm-hmm. um so you watched it, obviously. Any I did before I break it down, like it? Uh, no, it. I mean it. It looked awesome. It looked like a way, way darker tone than anything that uh, Marvel's done. Yeah, I feel like they're preparing us before now. You know, Daredevil was announced, which I'm gonna guess Punisher will be down the line too. Which I'm excited about. Sorry, my dog yeah. is whining. Okay, so what I noticed first, uh, they're calling him Stephen Grant. Um, which is one of his personalities. Uh, but Stephen Grant in the comics is a like billionaire playboy. Um, and he definitely did not look like that in the trailer. So he's definitely working like in a museum, looks like the London Museum or British Museum. Um, Stephen Grant was like always like Marvel's answer to like Batman, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, and, but he, he definitely wasn't as cool as Batman. No. <laughs> like at all. But they embraced the crazy. They definitely embraced it. Yeah. But he definitely had like all the gadgets and stuff. And like he had the crescent, uh, the crescent plane, and the crescent car instead of like the Batwing. Yeah. Um, it, does he have powers? Doesn't he have like ancient Egyptian powers? It goes back and forth. So sometimes he does. And then sometimes he just has like combat abilities. Um, because he was like um you know in the military and he was a mercenary, um, and that's not Stephen Grant though. That's actually oh. Mark Spector. So okay. Mark Spector was a mercenary, um, and yeah, like I said, in the army and stuff. And then when he goes to Egypt and then goes into this tomb, then he is taken over um, by the god Khonshu, which is the god of the moon or whatever they kind of like make it up uh but that's the the moon knight spirit or god um and the soul like takes over his body 
So one of the other big things we noticed, um, so he's definitely going to have like some form of like DID, um, which is previously diso or which is, excuse me, dissociative identity disorder, but previously called multiple personality disorder. Um, and it is usually a reaction to some sort of like trauma, like in the past, um, for yeah. people to like avoid bad memories. And there has been like some kind of backlash already to this, but I think as long as I handle it well, it should be. Sure. There's nothing wrong with having superheroes that have, uh, you know, disabilities or disorders. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we really notice like pick up in the trailers is how many mirrors there are in the trailers. It's like yeah. mirrors everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And then like, especially you see him like looking at a mirror and then there'll be like three images of him and like one will turn, another will turn. And that's definitely representative of his like main three personalities, which was, uh, like I said, Stephen Grant, Mark Spector. And then he has like a third personality as well, um, which I can't remember the name. It's like John something, Josh something. Anyways, he's a taxi cab driver with a third personality. <laughs> Why okay. A taxi cab driver. Um, so... <clears throat> Then we also get to see a short glimpse of our antagonist as well, which is Ethan Hawke. Uh, Good to see him. What was that? Good to see him. Good to see him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as we can tell, though, he's only be playing like a very obscure Marvel character. If you turn on the subtitles, um, it says his name is Arthur Harrow. Um, so Arthur Harrow only appeared in one issue of Moon Knight ever in 1985. Wow. And the comics version of Arthur Harrow was a surgeon who suffers from a nerve condition causing him extreme pain and he devotes his life to work in pain theory, which I actually thought was pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah. Chronic pain. I was like, sweet. Unfortunately, though, uh, he did that to uh, experiment on people uh, and he was a Nazi at Auschwitz. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not not great. And he develops like a bunch of soldiers. This is all in one issue too, by the way. <laughs> one issue. He develops a bunch of soldiers so they like don't feel pain anymore. And so they can just keep killing people. Oh boy. And, uh, yeah. And like it seems like Moon Knight defeats him in this like one issue, but he doesn't really. And then we never hear from him ever again. He never comes back. Well, he never comes back. But he seems like a kind of a cool villain. Um in that, that issue. sounds cool. I mean, they're probably not gonna do the Nazi thing. Uh, but maybe I know, yeah. Marvel doesn't like to do the Nazi thing, they like cover it yeah. up and like change it to you know, yeah. See, else, see like Zemo Hydra. conversation, yeah, yeah, exactly. They change it to Hydra, they made so Zemo in the disturbing in the beginning. It was Nazis in Marvel, yeah. and then yeah, and then they change it to Hydra. However, so in that scene where we first see Ethan Hawke, there's like a big crowd of people like worshiping him and they like, yeah. he goes, they like go down on their knees and it doesn't look like, you know, he's forcing them down. They're just like worshiping him. So there's also reference to the Sun King um, and he kind of looks like that character too. So they could be doing that classic like bait and switch as well with us. Well, he looked and, like a cult leader. Um, yeah. So I was... The I read thing it, is that. Yeah, I, when yeah. I, what I read about it was that uh, the, the, he actually based it on David Koresh, mm. the character, um, right. cast and characters. Yeah, Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow, a cult leader who encourages Spectre to embrace his inner darkness. Yeah. Hawke said Harrow is inspired by cult leader David Koresh. 
Yeah. So it could, that's why I, so my theory is it's going to be like a combination of those two characters. It'll be like sure. part Sun King, part Arthur Harrow and like kind of mix them together because it makes sense. You have the moon and then you have the sun, right? Of course. Um, yeah. And it works for a cult. Absolutely. Like, totally you know, being a, being a, a bringer of the sun and like a, you know, I mean, all these cult leaders are trying to make themselves like Jesus analogies or whatever to like, you know, attract people. So I, I also think that's interesting to tackle that in a Marvel, you know, medium like. Oh, absolutely. It's way darker than like what they've been doing. Yeah. Sure. Like the dark It's probably, you know, Scarlet Witch stuff was pretty dark, um, you know, because she has a lot of like lost memories. And uh, so I think they're going to kind of tap into that too i don't know maybe even connect them um yeah that could work yeah so i'm excited um definitely need to see more darker things in the marvel universe they can touch on that you know it's not too scary guys <laughs> there's um, so love- much cool stuff to oh do. yeah and i love the scene where you know we first see him transform into moon knight where you know you see like the mummy uh yeah what is it gauze like starts wrapping around his neck um, and then we also see the final thing, uh, the first battle, uh, if you like slow it down, which I did several times in the trailer, cause I watched <laughs> this trailer like 20 times, um, is, uh, he's fighting some kind of creature in the bathroom and they're like breaking everything in the bathroom and it looks like kind of like a wolf creature. So there's, cool. yeah, several theories, of course, werewolf by night would be the first, right? Cause number 32 is his first appearance. Um, and then also you see Anubis several times in the trailer. So okay. there's like in the museum, you see a statue and then there's also a poster or like a, you know, banner of Anubis. Um, so there's like several different creatures like that in the comic too. So it could be like a minion of Anubis or something too. Cause of course, yeah. Or, or, or yes. man wolf. Man or wolf. man wolf no <laughs> jay jonah jameson's <laughs> astronaut son who got turned into a wolf in space he's uh, attacking him and he came back for oscar isaac in the bathroom sure <laughs> that would be my last theory of that <laughs> M- man wolf will emerge eventually oh god <laughs> <laughs> also fun really fun easter egg uh, when he's in the elevator, there's like an elderly lady and he's like freaking out in the elevator. Um, there is a little sticker of uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. I do. I hope I hope Moon Knight is the, the portal into the werewolf by night. I hope we get Dracula. Like, yeah, I want to see said something about Dracula, too. I want to see a dark, dark Avengers battling the forces of well, Dracula or something. There's the thing in. Uh, uh, the Eternals, the very end of Eternals with the ebony blade and yeah. your blade's voice, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is all kind of crossing into all of that dark Avengers stuff. So, um, so now we have Blade, we have Moon Knight, uh, and werewolf then that little Ghost night, Rider probably. sticker. Yeah. Probably werewolf. Yeah, probably a werewolf. That's so. exciting, exciting That's stuff. Mm-hmm. Very fun. As horror fans and superhero fans, we're both pumped. Absolutely. It's why I watched it 8 billion times. All right, let's get into some bat action news because there's a lot of it. (laughs) 
All right. So this is insane. And I can't even believe this. All right. The Batman, which, you know, coming out very soon in March. Uh, its official runtime has been confirmed for two hours and 47 minutes. Oh, yeah. With credits, it will actually be two hours and 55 minutes. Buckle up, kiddos. Holy shit. That is so long. So this confirmation officially makes the Batman the longest Batman movie ever. Uh, title held officially or originally, excuse me, by Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises at 165 minutes. Um, the Batman will also be the third longest comic book movie of all time, trailing the Avengers Endgame at 181 minutes. And of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League at 242 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that was released, like, not even in theaters. Like, you're going to have to go to his theater to watch this, which is kind of, like, crazy right now because do people really want to sit in the theater that long with a bunch of other people? I don't know. I feel like DC is probably going to be a little nervous releasing this in March, and hopefully they don't push it back again. It's been pushed so many times. Yeah. I don't think they can push it again, but. I don't know. Maybe they decided to release the runtime to like gauge the reaction of everybody. Maybe, yeah. Like people freak out and go like, ah, I can't possibly go to the theater and watch that movie and be around other people for three hours. We'll see. Uh, we'll see you in March. You know, that's yeah. I'm sure they're thinking about it and running through every option. As right. far as like me personally, just with a runtime, I'm all for it. You know, if I go for it i mean it's bad i'm gonna go see it no matter what i'm so excited about this movie i don't so care. excited more excited about that one than any of these other superhero ones that are on the horizon personally yeah. like i believe in matt matt reeves uh yeah you know i i have i still think about those those apes movies like they're just for a blockbuster entertainment like immense depth it's it's oh, pretty yeah. crazy so absolutely yeah, and I've loved all the trailers. I, like every time I see it, then I've watched them so many times because I've seen so many movies in the theaters recently. And I'm excited every time I see it, which is always yeah. a good sign. Um, see previous episodes when yes. we talk about uh, the Batman. We we broke we broke the trailer down. We broke both of them down, right? Or yeah, we broke both of them down. Yeah. Um. Okay. So more Batman news. Very exciting. Uh. Batman actor Michael Keaton doesn't need any more introduction than that. Uh, will reportedly be in the DC Extended Universe's Batgirl. Um, so this wow. is very exciting. Uh, he'll be donning a new cowl for the movie. Whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, he's also going to be in the Flashpoint as well. Um, but I think this is actually might even be coming up before that. Um, they're actually. Though I think Flashpoint should be done by now. I don't know. That movie just seems like wrecked at this point. <laughs> like they're just killing it. Who knows? I mean, it'll have Michael Keaton in it. So yeah, I'm still gonna see it. The but. greatest. Michael Keaton, just like just I don't know. He's gonna be in Morbius. Like what yeah. who knew? Who I knew know. the guy that like first showed me Batman would be this guy just like Oh, thank you for still entertaining me with these superhero movies 30 years later, Mr. Keaton. Yeah. You're a gem. <laughs> he still looks great, too. Like, oh, he looks great. I saw the pictures. Like, I mean, he's not in the Batman cowl yet, but he still looks like a Bruce Wayne. Like, 
I don't know. He's my Bruce Wayne. So I am so excited. Uh, so Keaton's last appearance as a character obviously was in 1992's Batman Returns, making it 30 years. It's been 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Nuts. Um, so obviously their details are very, very hushed hushed about it. Um, but like I said, he'll be donning a new bat suit, new cowl. Um, but yeah, I guess this is like an extended universe. So we're not really sure where it is. Like, is it going to be in like the regular justice league universe or is it going to be like in the Matt Reeves universe? So, so Batgirl could be in her own universe in her own, but I mean, since he is going to be in the flashpoint movie, I'm going to guess it's going to be that universe, right? It has to be the same one. Probably, I would yeah. assume. Um, and it's also even possible, like, it depends on what they want to do with Keaton. But, you know, everyone had always talked like, hey, where's Batman Beyond? Bring Michael Keaton back, have him be old Batman, mm-hmm. and then bring in the new. Well, Batgirl could just be the Batman Beyond. Could or... be. I don't think. No, she's Barbara Gordon. Okay. Well, then yeah. hopefully they're going to keep Keaton around for a while because i'd still like to see that batman beyond <laughs> yeah i think they're gonna do batman beyond eventually because they need more stuff and they love doing batman stuff i mean look how many batman comics are out right now we literally have two shelves like two not just yeah. shelves but two entire cases of batman comics like, and it's a way to do batman while not kind of stepping on the toes of uh robert pattinson right Exactly. Which the, that's going to be a whole confirmed for two other yeah. Batman movies already. So <laughs> it's not even out yet. Already confirmed. Probably already filming as far as we know. Into um, the Batverse. The Batverse. And then lastly, I mean, there's not much to the story, but it's a thing that's happening. Uh, Amazon released the trailer for the show of the title. <laughs> Of Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited the other night because I and I texted you and told you. I was like, oh, the Lord of the Rings trailer is up for the title. Oh, yeah. that's no. So it's called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. And they do yeah. have like talking in it, but it's literally just the talking about the rings. Like, Yeah. It's cool that they did it practically, though. I sent you that video, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that so what that said to me that got me more excited about the thing because when I saw the thing I was just like okay a CGI logo like things are always are right the fact that they did that and like made all that and poured molten metal into carved wood to like make the logo of the show to me speaks of a high quality of like care that's going into this right like this is a big deal. They understand. I hope they understand. You know, it's Lord of the Rings. Like, there's yeah. never been a show. Also, it's never been taken off the rails, no. like yeah. off the books. You know, so that could be exactly what Lord of the Rings needs because the world is still cool, but the stories you can't keep telling those stories. You know, yeah, yeah. We need we need new sides of it. Um, but yeah. that yeah, that spoke to me of high quality. Absolutely. Uh, or that they're going for that. Right. Uh, I will say, though, the best comment I saw about this one is, what is this Game of Thrones ripoff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, people suck. Anyways, <laughs> still excited about the show. Looking forward to it. 
Um, I, I wish there was a, an actual teaser. Uh, this is, it says it's coming out September 2nd, 2022. Oh, wow. So um, we'll get one this summer before the yeah, summer before this. Yeah. So we should get a trailer soonish then. Um, there is like a map and everything of like where it's going to be. So if you want to look that up, isn't it the um, most expensive show ever it's the produced? most expensive show ever made? Yeah. So, wow. So it will be interesting to see someone. Cause I would assume that title would have been held by a bunch of Disney shows prior to this right yeah probably i and i would guess or i would game assume. of thrones probably yeah it'd be it'd be game of thrones or those disney's like what else could it's gotta be possibly... game of thrones was on for five seasons seven seasons five seasons i would <laughs> think game of thrones is more expensive than those because they've only been on for a couple you know one or two seasons you know yeah and they haven't yet done the uh the avengers of marvel tv right they are they've all been con more contained yeah exactly uh i'm sure like the mandalorian is really expensive too but not it can't be anywhere near game of thrones well it'll be interesting i mean i just i, I want to see uh, who doesn't want to go back to that world and see that stuff and i just want it to be fresh i just want new new things like yeah that's kind of what i want with all these properties and what i'm finding is the most attractive it's not like don't give me the old thing i don't want star wars what it was it's that's gone that's over like mm -hmm. do new star wars yeah do uh yeah. speaking of star wars i don't think we've talked about boba fett so let's just uh, wrap it up real quick with a, a boba fett quick review uh what is your review and have you watched it or <laughs> have you even watched uh, it yet <laughs> i've watched uh three episodes is there four out now um yeah i think the fourth one just dropped which i watched yeah okay yeah. uh really uh, I, I mean, I like the show. This is it's 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 great. We talked about it a little bit. Um, I don't want I don't know if I want to like spoil stuff. Yeah, we don't have uh, to spoil it. The sand people stuff. We talked about that a little bit. It, it it's awesome. Um, I I don't know. I, I like seeing Boba Fett and it not it's not like how he was. You know what I mean? Like right. it's it's a new thing, and that's why it works for me. I think. Well, I think a lot of people have been saying. So they're just focusing too much on his past and yes, not sure. enough on what's actually happening like now, you know what I mean? And like, I, I kind of understand that, but at the same time, I think they're doing a good job of showing you why he's not doing the things that he's doing, which people are yeah. getting mad about. Like, Oh, he's not being like a scary crime boss. And it's like, yeah, they're showing you why he's not acting like that now. Yeah. Like that's it's called the, the book. Point. It's yeah. called the book, <laughs> the book of, of Boba and Fett, those right. people that are mad don't read books. Exactly. Books yeah. are out of sequence. I mean, <laughs> personally, I would have watched eight episodes of him living with sand people like. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> so great. I want more of that, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, more about the Tuscan Raiders. I love seeing like more about the cultures and stuff of different Star Wars tribes and aliens that I've never seen, you know, explored yeah. before. I think that's awesome um so yeah i'd love to see more of that and yeah curse tan like he's great it's so awesome that he's on a show <laughs> yeah i actually uh i rewatched uh episode one and episode two Ugh, I'm uh, going through the whole thing Ugh. so one it i mean it's it's like what i remembered it's like jar jar is excruciating uh -huh. like yeah. just 
just it's flabbergasting you know it's like nothing's changed since 1999 like how did this happen (laughs) yeah it's 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 quite interesting as like it might be the most expensive single vision film ever made you know because it's like no one said don't do that don't make don't make all the aliens racial stereotypes (laughs) right (laughs) like it's like all of them episode two way better than i remembered like silly but fun like I'm in, you know, like I'm watching it and I'm like, this guy's a psycho. How does Padme not see this? Like, what is that about? Because he made her play so dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, look, there's there's flaws there, right? But but it's enjoyable as an experience because I'm not expecting the Godfather. I'm expecting fun, right. silliness, you know? Oh. And I think I took it too seriously in the past. So episode two, rewatch that stuff, people. I, I recommend. Episode one, no. No, no, no. <laughs> really? The opposite. I would think the other way around. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Um, but I've also been watching the Phantom Edit is the way to watch the first one. Okay. Find that online, people. This guy who is a professional editor re-edited the movie. It's better. Did he take Jar Jar out? As much as possible without destroying the plot. And he actually fixes a lot of the plot stuff. The re- I hadn't watched the original since yeah. like 2000 i'd been watching the the, the phantom edit <laughs> yeah and then i was like oh like this because that's why i thought the movie was better <laughs> uh any Crazy. recommendations for the week before we head out beyond star wars episode two no i think okay. i'm gonna go with just that <laughs> just go with that yeah cool. <laughs> i don't think i have anything either i watched uh west side story it was fine i don't know it didn't blow me away or anything also, I found sure. out that Ansel Elgort allegedly might be a predator. So that kind of threw that. And I was like, great. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. So and yeah, the other the lead actress in the movie is only seven, 17 years old when they were shooting it. So <laughs> even worse. <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> it, well, that he isn't also that age there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's that would have like been fine. 26. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that sucked. Uh, and then that, oh, I finished Yellow Jackets. It's great. Everyone should watch it. Fantastic show. Probably one of the best shows this year, I think, for sure. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Now that it's all done and stuff, I'm, I'm going to get into it. Yeah, it's crazy when we first got that recommendation to watch it. Like no one was talking about it. Like I didn't know anything about it. No one was mentioning it. Now it's like on every single news site. Like every time I open a screen, it's like Yellow Jackets. What happened in the last episode? So I'm glad I got I, caught on i feel like it was mostly us that made that happen so <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> definitely all the chatter <laughs> absolutely we brought it there <laughs> checks in the mail i hope hopefully yeah <laughs> all right well i think that was a good good episode Wrap yeah comics comics uh you can find us at escapist comics always on instagram and facebook um please like us all of those places you can also find me at jessa balboni j-e-s-s-a-b-a-l-o-n-i what about excuse me what about you robert uh yeah you can find me on instagram robert or at robert underscore n-e-g-o-e-s-c-o at robert negoesco um and that's it for now. Basically, uh, I'm going to be starting a, 
I don't know. Maybe it's too. I think it's too soon to announce some of that stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow follow me there to stay up to date. Uh, keep listening to the show mm-hmm. that you are listening to right now uh, for more news on that front. Um, cool. Yeah. Yep. We'll have more announcements. They'll be soon. <laughs> yeah, I got irons in the fire. Is what I'm saying. Yep. All, All right. right. Until next time. Escape into comics. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.